This fucking guy. Hello, my little tea cakes. Welcome to This Fucking Guy, a podcast about self-care, if self-care is one long scream into the void. Here is where we use expletives and alcohol to emotionally process the creeps, jerks, and p-words that compose the shitty elevator music of our lives. I gotta gotta be down, Ren Martinez. And I want it all, Ginger Golub. I'm making good on my threat. You are making good on your threat. And again, I don't think a song better represents all of my feelings as a millennial continuing into the 2020s than Mr. Brightside. Truly, the anthem of our generation. The anthem where they gave up after the first verse and then just didn't write a second verse. Because the second <laughs> verse is just the first verse again. <laughs> but it's so good, though. Doesn't matter. Other than the lyrics to Mr. Brightside, is there anything that you want to scream into the void, my sweet Ren? Um, a couple things. So first, I did want to update everybody on somebody I've never talked about, but is a this fucking guy in spirit. Mm. And that is that Twitter has permanently banned the MyPillow CEO. Which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> which is also... Mm. For a product I have never used, boy, would I rather call him that than his own name. Um, they banned him because of, weirdly, repeated violations of the civic integrity policy because he kept saying that the presidential election had been rigged. What? <laughs> and, you know, apparently facing potential litigation from Dominion voting systems, meh. And he's also urged Trump to declare martial law in Minnesota. <laughs> Oh, God, that guy just needs to knock it the fuck off. Did you hear that Dominion Voting Systems is suing fucking Rudy Giuliani ah. for $1.3 <laughs> billion? Mm, good. It's that point three <laughs> that really just cinches it. I mean, that is also a beautiful thing that I needed to know. Um, and then... Uh, there was this Am I the Asshole post that oh, um, yay. I uh, I asked my husband about, and his face was one of abject horror and disgust, which was great. Here's just the title. Am I the Asshole for Telling My Roommate That She Can't Clean Her Piercing With Pasta Water? Mm. <laughs> mm. So rarely do you read these to me and I go, no, you're not the asshole. <laughs> so apparently homegirl's roommate Becca uh, got a piercing that got infected and the doctor told her to clean it with saline solution, which is basically just salt and boiled water, which is fine. But apparently Becca wanted to save money after the doctors and not make up the saline with waste water. So she's been using her leftover pasta water to clean her piercing arguing that's basically salt and water. As soon as I found this out, I told her that's disgusting and probably why her piercing is still infected. Mm. But she called me out for judging her for being thrifty and that not everyone's made of money. She's refusing to speak to me until I apologize for implying she's poor. But I'm fed up of hearing about her sore nipples if she just was going <laughs> to slather it with pasta water. <laughs> Did you say at the offset it was a nipple piercing or was that no, a last minute reveal? No, that's a oh, last Jesus. minute reveal, which makes it just so much worse. I'm I'm visualizing this being applied in sort of a dipping 
Mm. Just mm. standing over the thing and just dipping like, them in. Oh, first of yeah. all, making a making two pots of boiling salt water is not that's not a rich thing. Like that's not what Kelly Leffler and her husband like really do to prove to their basketball team that they're rich. Is be like, look, we have two pots of boiling salt water. Like that's not <laughs> okay. Um, your poor nipples. This, this is a tip. Uh, this is like a tip that you would hear from the uh, from the op-ed section of the Wall Street Journal being like millennials oh, yeah. have no money because they are sanitizing their nipple piercings using brand new water. Just reuse your pasta water. Just reuse it. And then suddenly you'll be as rich as us. There's no other things that could possibly have a bearing on no. your economic status. Yeah, it's. It's obviously disgusting because this poor girl has like crusty pasta nipples. Um, <laughs> but also like how stupid you be. Like you think that like there's starch in that bitch. Like what do you think's going to happen? Did you tell your doctor that you're using pasta water? I'm pretty sure if you told your doctor, he would have been like, "Uh, you dumb bitch, what are you doing?" Oh god. That is the problem right there. Yeah. Hmm. Also, apparently she makes her pasta by putting in the pasta and salt into cold water and then boiling it, which is also- That's also wrong. Wrong. Just wrong. Mm-mm. She got nasty pasta and nasty nipples. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I guess after the imagery of crusty pasta nipples, um, I think we might need some therapy. All right, Ginger, why don't you tell me about this fucking guy? Ren, I'm so excited. Woo! I like it when you're excited instead of, you know, filled with dread. Yeah, no, I, I have just recorded two really dark ones. So I, I, I started off thinking this was top. I'll just get into it. So do you remember January 6th? You know, that that time when violent insurrectionists stormed the Capitol building. Oh, that January 6th. Okay. That one. Mm. That one. The one two weeks ago? Jesus Christ. A million years ago. Yeah. The, the mob of frothing imbeciles was made up of a number of extremist factions. These included the headliners of white supremacy, of course, like the Proud Boys, QAnon, the Oath Keepers, various local militias unaffiliated douchebags with confederate flags, and I'm gonna turn my camera around and show you this fucking guy. Uh, outlaw, Satan, circumcision, genital mutilation, human rights violation to unite all us great America, make America's penis great again with a foreskin. Yeah. Catchy. Uh <laughs> Very catchy. <laughs> So catchy. Um, now, dear listeners, what I'm showing Ren uh, is a screen grab from a Fox News broadcast in which this weirdo, who seems to be at the Capitol a lot, is holding up a sign that says, these are in all caps, so assume I'm screaming, outlaw bloody trauma circumcision, I have a foreskin, I don't need Viagra. <laughs> I didn't miss that last bottom part. And then probably a third fucking sign that reads, No bloody circumcisers, perverts in U.S. courts, U.S. Senate, or U.S. President. No foreskin, no peace. 
Oh, I you know, that's that's what Patrick Henry said in his speech. Um, no foreskin, no, foreskin no, peace. no peace. Uh yeah, so Ren, have have you heard of intactivists? <laughs> um, I have never heard that word ever, but I have heard of like in general people who are like, man, circumcision seems pretty silly. Well, and that's fine. Like, I had not heard of this term either. I was vaguely aware, like you were, that some people had opposed circumcision. That's fine. But as a general rule, if you have become the radical branch of any movement, (laughs) or if your movement's name is a pun, like, that usually doesn't end well. I'm trying to think of any time, like, a pun- Radical movement just, has ended well. I'm just well. getting a lot of, like, semen retainer vibes. You know? That's what I'm getting mm, from this. Mm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. There was also, and I didn't get a picture of this guy, there was a second guy at the protests. I think it was the second guy. I don't think that it was just, um, Incel Gandalf again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it was the second guy. Because uh, this was broadcasted by the Washington Post. He was holding a sign that reads, Circumcision is a mark of work. The beast equals Satan. Sue your parents in the hospital and the FBI and DOJ if you have no foreskin. This is going to get anti-Semitic, isn't it? Doesn't it always? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I didn't mean it to be. That's not why I did it. It's just if you dig long enough into any of these, they usually turn anti-Semitic. So fundamentally, like I said, an intactivist is somebody who campaigns against involuntary, non-therapeutic genital modification, specifically, usually, infant male circumcision. Again, that's fine. It is unquestionably okay to be in favor of bodily autonomy. But I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> let, let, let's let take it all the way back. Let's take it several thousand years back. What is male circumcision? Oh my god, I love this already. I love that you're like, let's dive into the history of male circumcision. This, this took me longer than any other episode I have ever done to research. My citations page is three pages. Oh, wow. Circumcision is the medical and sometimes religious practice of removing the skin covering the tip of the penis, most often in infancy. Circumcision can be done later in life, but it's uncommon and more complicated. Infant circumcision gained popularity in the U.S. in the Victorian era, so the 1800s, possibly, I'm leaning on the word possibly, as a way to stop boys from masturbating. First of all, I've heard that. Yes. (laughs) Didn't work. What? Super didn't work. You may have noticed. Second of all, I can't find this as a citation from any objective source. The only source that I see citing this is the reason is like crowdsource shit that's very clearly written by intactivists because it's written by people with like, the screen name Defend the Children 69 or whatever the fuck. I'm not even making that one up. (laughs) I don't know that that's why it really happened. 
Maybe. It sounds like something the Victorians would do. But Mm. the majority of American men, regardless of religious background, report that they are circumcised. A 2015 study by YouGov found that 62% of adult American men reported being circumcised. And of those men, 86% said that they were happy to have been circumcised. 10% do, however, say that they wish that they had not been circumcised. No word on that other 4%. Yeah, that is, hmm. They have just no opinion either way. No strong feelings. Mm. On one hand... (laughs) On one hand, I'm like, that's the kind of thing that you probably have an opinion on. But on the other hand, I don't, I don't know that I would care. The only thing I can think of is like when you know, like in high school, like because people care, and the reason that they care is because when you're shitty and dumb and in high school, and the only real sexual education you're getting is from like porn, mm-hmm. and like everyone is cut in porn, and so not only are dudes being like, oh my god. I, you know, want to look like the dudes in porn, but the girls are responding to this. Well, I say straight girls, um, but girls are responding to this being like, oh, yeah, like me, person who's literally maybe seen a penis once, like in the back of the marching band bus, like cut guys are where it's at. Like foreskins are gross because you have no frame of reference for anything. <laughs> yeah. But the question is, like, a, a good question is, is circumcision harmful in the long term? Because what you're going to hear all these intactivists say is like, oh, no, it's it, it's very harmful. It, it makes you not be able to feel anything. In 2016, researchers completed a study published in the American Journal of Urology on the long-term effects of penile sensation on men who had and had not been circumcised and concluded that there was... Little or no difference between men who had and had not been circumcised at birth, which contradicted some earlier research and supported some earlier research, so eh. I mean, I've I've heard that. I've heard that um, intact penises are more sensitive. Peni. um, (coughs) Peniles um, are more sensitive than cut ones. But, like, again... Most of this comes from just, like, Pornhub comments, so I don't think that that's a valid citation for anything. (laughs) Not usually. (laughs) Not usually. Of course, the lead scientist in this study, Dr. Jennifer Bossio, uh, reported that the intactivist community fucking came at her in response to this study. Oh, God. They were not happy. Uh, She received death threats. She and her partner were stalked, and intactivists flooded her university's Facebook page with abusive comments for literally years after the study's publication. How about y'all get a fucking PhD and do these studies, man? Like, right? put, put your fucking money where your mouth is. <sighs> Basio said that there is very little good research on the subject of male circumcision, due largely to the intactivist backlash, which has led her to discontinue her research on the subject. Cool. You know you're on the right side of science when you have made them give up science. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Now, in recent decades, there has been a movement against female circumcision or female genital mutilation. FGM, which is what I'm going to call it, is almost non-existent in the U.S. and is usually practiced in Muslim countries in Africa, Asia, and the Middle East. There are several types 
of FGM, but most types involve the partial or entire removal of the female's external genitalia. This is different from male circumcision. Very different. I would say entirely different. Mm, Yeah, and not just because of the body parts involved. FGM's typically done sometime between infancy and the age of 15. Mm. Not something I would want to remember. Um, It commonly has negative side effects, which can include infection, urinary problems, the obvious loss of sensation, and death. Not least of all because... A lot of times it's not being done by medical professionals. Yeah, um, death is definitely not my favorite side effect when it comes to a medical procedure. No. Intactivists will tell you that hundreds of people die every year from male circumcisions, but then you, like, look at the Cyrus for Disease Control website, and they're like, I, no. Yeah, where are the receipts, my dudes? Where are the receipts? You can't toss those numbers out without, like, having a fucking source somewhere. That's not from Defend the Children 69. And it's, it's, it's the kind of thing where like, this is very, very clearly and explicitly to like, enhance male pleasure and make sure women don't enjoy having sex, because then they might do it more and it would be bad. So like, I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan. And I can absolutely see the transitive property that's like, well, if female circumcision's bad, then male circumcision must also be bad because we're not sexists. I mean, there's a reason that, one, female circumcision is also termed as female genital mutilation, because, like, mm, 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 um, and male circumcision is just called circumcision. Like, it's, there's no, there's, you know, it's just circumcision. Well, um, the, the thing is, they absolutely call it male genital mutilation. Well, of course they do. Of course um, they do. But, like, if you were to try to make these things equivalent It would be, like, cutting the whole penis off. Yeah. The entire male genitalia. The entire, the entire thing. Um, well, plus also the World Health Organization has come out against FGM for these and other reasons. I obviously agree with their ultimate stance. Um, they have not similarly come out against male circumcision. I mean, my understanding with why penises tend to be circumcised particularly in western countries has is it's not meant to prevent people with penises from having sexual pleasure at a point in their lives but mostly because they're like well it's easier to clean yeah (laughs) honestly i don't get into like the benefits of circumcision because that would be like i had i had to trim this down like circumcision is currently done for a couple of reasons one of which is disease prevention like it significantly cuts down on the rates of female to male aids transmission by like 60 percent 60 or 70 percent cuts down on urinary tract infections cuts down on there's like several disorders where the where the foreskin can just get stuck and then yeah and ick ick i'm so sorry dudes like that that sounds like a real bummer that i don't understand and don't care to Mm. but like there are legitimate medical reasons for it there's also a bunch of people who are like oh i don't care about the medical reasons i'm gonna circumcise my son because i want his penis to look like my penis which is (laughs) the weirdest thing (laughs) i mean these are the 
same dudes who don't want to like neuter their dog because they're like, it's like removing my testicles. It's like, it's no, not. it's not. It's not. The, no. Mm. <sighs> but yeah, I also do want to emphasize that like, I am against female genital mutilation. I think that's a legitimate problem. I also recognize that it is an issue that gained like, public prominence right after 9-11 and in this groundswell of Islamophobia. So there's like some weird cultural factors and xenophobia attached with that too. But it's also... Yeah. I think it's also important that like during this episode, obviously we're we're going to lapse into um, sort of like talking about people with vaginas as yes. ladies and people with penises as men, not because we don't recognize the spectrum of gender. I think it's mostly because... Uh, medical professionals are terming these things as like female circumcision and male circumcision rather than like vaginal circumcision and penile circumcision. So it's really hard to, you know. Yeah, because I mean, even even when you're talking about FGM, you're talking about like, is it the vagina or is it the vulva or is it the clitoris like there there's lots of different. So I don't want I don't I don't want all of our awesome like. 12 listeners. Trans listeners, NB listeners, all folks of the awesome gender spectrum to be like, man, like, what a bunch of cis ladies talking about, like, some cisgender bullshit. We are trying not to ascribe to cisgender bullshit. These are just sort of the terms that had presented to us. We are doing our best. So the WHO, not really coming after the male circumcision because it's largely considered to be safe, not especially damaging, but... Intactivism isn't about the doctors, though there's a couple doctors organizations that are like, we don't like circumcision. That's fine. Um, it is largely a very public forward movement. And the problem with it is that A, it discounts important religious and cultural traditions, and B, it has aligned itself with fucking nut jobs. Oh no. What, who could have predicted this turn of events? Specifically. The intactivist movement has been co-opted in recent years by the alt-right, including white nationalist movements, anti-Semites, Islamophobes, misogynists, men's rights activists, and, to a degree, QAnon. So, the two main intactivist groups I came across in my research were Intact America, which is mostly online, <laughs> and The Bloodstained Men, <laughs> who are... How dramatic. They are, quote, (laughs) the only anti-circumcision street protest group in America. Members of the organization regularly gather on street corners or outside medical conventions, clad in all white, aside from a conspicuous red stain around the crotch area, brandishing brandishing signs which read, foreskin theft, and nobody wants less penis. First of all, I think do y'all not do fantasy football? Do y'all not have, like, mm. book clubs? Like, do y'all literally not have anything to do at all? Not a home project? Kids to raise? Nobody wants less penis. <laughs> like, the, mm. Someone needs to get these guys a Nintendo Switch, because I'm telling you. You know, as soon as they animal animal farm it up, it's it's a whole new ballgame. Oh, oh yeah. Much like anti-vaxxers, 
The anti-circumcision propaganda pushed out by these organizations is much more popular online than actual reputable sources like the WHO and Centers for Disease Control. There's also a British intactivist group with the best name of any of them. Better than Bloodstained Men? Better than Bloodstained Men. It is called Men Do Complain. (laughs) First of all, that's the most fucking British name I've ever heard. (laughs) Men Do Complain. Oh, man. It's beautiful. So why do these groups oppose circumcision? We got into this a little bit, but, you know, other than the reasons of having less penis. I'm going to quote from a great but old 2013 Slate article by Mark Joseph Stern. Anti-circumcision activists deploy a two-pronged attack on some of humanity's most persistent weaknesses, sexual insecurity, and resentment of one's parents. Your parents, you are told by the intactivists, mutilated you when you were a defenseless child, violating your human rights and your bodily integrity. Without your consent, they destroyed the most vital component of your penis, seriously reducing your sexual pleasure and permanently hobbling you with a maimed member. Anti-circumcision activists craft an almost cultic devotion to the mythical powers of the foreskin. Claiming it is responsible for the majority of pleasure derived from any sexual encounter, your foreskin, intactivists suggest, could have provided you with a life of satisfaction and joy. Without it, you are consigned to a pleasureless, colorless, possibly sexless existence. Man, these guys read The Secret and took it in a weird direction. Weird direction. What a strange vision board they all have in their house. Mm. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of things there. Um, Man, like, you can hate your parents for all sorts of shit, but, like, just go for it. Just, like, straight up be like, I hate my mom. She didn't bring me Totino's pizza rolls and she took my foreskin. Like, go full on... <laughs> 13-year-old, you know, yelling at their mom down the stairs when it's dinner time. Like, into the energy. Um, the foreskin being the pinnacle of pleasure, like, y'all, it's a flap of skin. Like, have you- Like, not to get too blue or to get too personal on a podcast that I know my parents are 25% of the listenership of, but, like, when when my boyfriend, fiancé, husband, and I are- a smoochin', one might say. He doesn't take my flabby arms and go, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, baby, oh, baby. Like, no. No, there's nerve endings in here. Don't get me wrong. There's nerve endings in here, but not all of them. Yeah, it's like, what a what a weird crown, uh, a pinnacle of, of pleasure to place on such a weird little scrap of skin. And then, mm. of course... I I I particularly love. I mean, cuz this is where it all comes from is that like blame how shitty you are and that nobody likes you on the fact that you don't have a foreskin because then yeah. you don't have to like improve as a person. I'm not having sex. This is my mother's fault. This is my mother's fault because she took my foreskin from me. It can never be repaired. Therefore, I can continue being a dick for the rest of my life. Mm. 
But yeah, in, addi- in addition to those which, like, let's be honest, are the main reasons they oppose it, um, they also oppose circumcision because they claim it's physically damaging, psychologically damaging, and can lead to Oedipus and castration complexes. The organization Intaction... <laughs> These names are so good. They're so good. I did, I, like, I should I should have just read them all as a list, but um, they cite at least three stories on the front page of their website that allege that teen boys killed themselves because they were circumcised. I'm sorry. Are you fucking kidding me? Are, okay. I mean, that's clearly fake, but okay. Like, if that is the reason they cited, it's not the reason. <laughs> It's not. I mean, no. don't don't get me wrong. Like, let's not joke about like teen suicide, but like, there's all sorts of reasons to kill yourself. This is not one of them. This does not come in even to the top ten. I would say of reasons. Mm-mm. Thirteen reasons why. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's the thirteenth reason why. Thirteenth <laughs> reason. A real common thing is that they claim um, is that hospitals only circumcise babies because it makes them money. Which, don't get me wrong, that sounds like something that a hospital would do. It absolutely sounds like some shit that a hospital would do. But in a much more real way, I don't think hospitals would actually open themselves up to liability if circumcision was actually dangerous. Also, like circumcision's, like, one of the fucking easiest procedures whatsoever. Like, I've seen men in tights, you just get a little baby guillotine and snip the tip. Like, it's, you know, it's not hard. So the fact that it's like, oh, yes, hospitals are in this grift to make millions of dollars from this, like, come come on, y'all. Yeah. Also, like I mentioned before, uh, if it wasn't really apparent from everything I have read you, um, they don't like to use the word circumcision, when they're talking about the actual act, they lean towards terms like amputation, male genital cutting, and male genital mutilation. Give them the old razzle-dazzle, razzle-dazzle. <laughs> Give them an act with lots of flesh. <laughs> I... I read so much stuff about how evil MGM was and, like, holding my breath, waiting to figure out what issue they had with Metro Goldwyn Meyer <laughs> before I realized that they were acronyming male genital mutilation. They did Judy Garland wrong. That's why they're upset. They did do Judy Garland wrong. That will be another episode. <laughs> Additionally... Some intactivists have gone out of their way to explain why they think circumcised can make you a rapist, which is cool. What a take. Hmm. In 2017, the surprisingly progressive from, like, the two articles I read website Fatherly interviewed a group of intactivists, one of which a guy named, I believe, Christopher, who wouldn't give his last name to the to the interviewer, which, like, obviously you have a whole lot of faith in what you're doing if you won't give your name to the person interviewing you. But he said, This isn't talked about much in the intactivist movement, but I think we're teaching men that they don't have agency over their bodies, and I think that definitely contributes to a lot of the violence against women, because if you don't have agency over your body, then why does anybody else? We're teaching people that we don't value their sexual experience, their genitals, 
why would they value somebody else's? And I think that is at least a little bit of the problem with rape and other violence against women. Wow. Wow. That's... So that's a man who has definitely fantasized about raping mm-hmm, women and mm-hmm, wants an mm-hmm, excuse. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. It's interesting. This, obviously, this theory's fucking whack. But, like, this idea is that, you know, the, the, these, these intactivists are people who have suffered male genital mutilation and are now trying to prevent other people from experiencing it. And so this dude is like, hey... You know me and this entire group of people who don't have foreskins? Well, did you know that not having a foreskin means you're more likely to rape a person? Us, the group that we're talking about, more likely to rape? Did you know that? It's like, is that really what you want to be, like, telling people? Is that Mm. the reputation you want to give yourself? And, like, Mm. your buddies? Like, by the way, we're more primed to rape because we're missing a piece of skin. Like, in the people that are claiming this level of psychological damage that they're this fucked up because they're circumcised are claiming that they remember it. And I, like, I understand if you were circumcised as, like, a 30-year-old or something. There there are some people in the movement who are like, I had to get circumcised because otherwise I had this terrible penile infection and my dick would fall off. And I'm like, it's probably good that you were circumcised then, bud. Probably don't know why you're here at this parade, but <laughs> but like so many of them are like, I was circumcised as an infant. And I remember them strapping me to that circumcision board. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. They do this like if you if you are Jewish, they hold off until the eighth day. You were circumcised on the eighth day of your life. Otherwise, it's usually days one through seven that they might do it. You are not remembering the first week after you were literally born. You don't have object permanence yet. Dude, you barely have lungs yet. You barely have lungs. (laughs) You barely have a foreskin. That's why they get rid of it then. Because it heals up so fucking quickly. Because it's just a whisper of a foreskin. You're you're telling me that you remember that you don't fucking remember any of that shit. That sounds like some fucking planted memory shit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like God, at that age, if you sneeze hard enough on a baby's penis, I'm pretty sure it just flies off. That that's absolutely not true. (laughs) Don't at me. Don't at me, intactivist. I have gotten myself into shit already because this afternoon I tweeted at some other page that was like a podcast page, like, if you're putting out an episode this week, what's it about? And I was like, hashtag intactivist. They need a fucking hobby. And I know. I know. Maybe that's where we're going to get our audience from. That's what's going to surge. Maybe this fucking where we're going to get our our audience is from intactivist. Oh. Oh. See the shit we say. In everything I could have possibly written about why these people, the radical branches, because again, I cannot emphasize this enough. People who are just like, hey, I'm not into super circumcision. That's fine. I don't care. I am not pro circumcision. I just think that these people are a bunch of weirdos when they are like, but my member. I mean, that's the same thing with my semen retention episode. It's like, if you don't want to, like, masturbate, like, that's cool on you. But saying it gives you mystical powers to, like, attract women from, you know, all over the airport to, like, kneel at your feet. 
Like, nah, bro. Like, nah. Nah. Another, a second 2017 fatherly article by Lauren Vinipal subs it up best by saying, It's important to note that most of their claims are unscientific, ahistorical, or both. There's certainly no evidence that circumcision began as a way to prevent masturbation. Their claims that circumcised men have inferior sexual sensation has never been substantiated. Their equating female genital mutilation to circumcision betrays poor understanding of anatomy. Their insistence that all studies showing the benefits of circumcision are flawed or restricted to Africa is patently false. So they wrong then. They just wrong. They largely wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, it's not this vast conspiracy. You should not sue the FBI and DOJ if you have no foreskin. They really want the foreskin to be the clitoris. Like, they really want that to be, like, the same thing, and it's not. <gasps> is it clitoris envy? Is that a thing now? Oh, you know what it is. It's clitoris <gasps> envy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just think it's I've the same thing. It's not. so mm-hmm. long. So... Bloodstained men, you may remember them from <laughs> 10 minutes ago. They do this annual 19 days of protest that's very similar to when anti-abortion activists protest outside Planned Parenthoods during Lent. There's apparently no significance to the 19 days beyond it being the most that they thought they could logistically manage. <laughs> I love it. It's so realistic. <laughs> I I do appreciate that. It's it's sort of unclear what they're hoping to achieve by doing this. They're not asking for the most part like I want Congress to create laws against this or I want the CDC to reverse their stance. They're very vague about it. They're basically just holding up signs that say I'm angry. When you hear People talk about anything that has an actual goal. It's usually about, like, I don't think Medicaid should fund circumcision, which, like, yeah, I bet you don't. Whatever. <laughs> like, eh, eh, but they're not like, going to be able to get legislation passed to outlaw circumcision because of religious freedoms. Because it is, like, the thing that is done largely in the Jewish and Islamic communities because there's religious texts saying, like, on on Wednesdays, we wear pink, and on Thursdays, we circumcise our firstborns on the eighth day. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it might be, and, and, and sometimes I hear this from, like, agnostic and atheist kind of viewpoints, which, you know, don't get me wrong, I think those people are generally cool, but, like, you know, you guys know the ones that aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like, well, you know that those religious practices are really, like, based from thousands of years ago, where, like, they didn't cook pork long enough or like they didn't have like baby wipes or like whatever so that's why so why are they still doing it now who the fuck cares jeremy like get over yourself they're not gonna make you circumcise your (laughs) child why do you care that much Exactly. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I get it. Like, you read some Friedrich Nietzsche and you're atheist now and you need to prove everybody wrong. Like, I get it. But, like, maybe chill the fuck out a bit. Yeah. And I don't know how to integrate this next part into the other stuff that I'm talking about. This was, like, the where the fuck do I put this moment. But I will mention that during his short run as the Democratic nominee in 2020... 
Andrew Yang came out against circumcision, saying, I'm highly aligned with the intactivists. History will prove them even more correct. Andrew Yang, he tried. He's such a fucking weirdo, man. It's kind of like, do you remember when, I think it was, it was Dr. Jill Stein, back when uh-huh. she was running in 2016. And I don't remember the specific conspiracy theory she was asked about. I think it was either like 9-11 steel beams or chemtrails. Like one of those random shits. Mm. And like someone in her audience asked her about it. And the correct response is being like, that's not a thing. Yeah. But her answer was like, oh, well, I think we really ought to look into that and we'll research it. And part of my administration is, and that's what this sounds like with Andrew Yang, is that it's not actually something he legitimately believes. It's just like some cuckoo clock asked him about it. And he's like, well, might as well incorporate it into this weird smorgasbord of stuff. Yes, slash maybe, slash probably. I will say the intactivists are mad at him for not being anti-circumcision enough. And uh, because he wouldn't, he said that he would let parents choose whether or not to circumcise their kids instead of outlawing it entirely. And Which is what already happens. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Howard Stern has also been an outspoken intactivist in recent years. Of course he is. Of course he is. So, pivoting to anti-Semitism, as we are wont to do, mm. this poor well-intentioned filmmaker named Eli Ungar Sargon, who is Jewish, he became involved in intactivism after he made a documentary on the topic. And that's not entirely unusual. There's apparently like a whole branch of the intactivist movements that that's Jewish people being like, we need to change our ways, whatever. I don't know. Um, but then he became immediately really turned off by the anti-Semitism in the movement. (laughs) Unfortunately, the article uh, where I got most of my information on him was kind of vague, but it sounds like what happened was he made a Facebook group that has been since scrubbed from the internet to document instances of anti-Semitism in the intactivist community. Per this article from Days Digital, which is a beauty site that does amazing social justice reporting (laughs) may i say one post sees a facebook user accuse jewish people of sacrificing their jewish children to their fake demonic jewish god while another facebook user goes so far as to claim that circumcision caused the holocaust yep 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 i mean that that sounds like the anti-Semitic. That sounds like Facebook. That sounds like Facebook. That sounds like the the all the anti-Semitic conspiracy Ooh. theories that all like to wrap up in these weird internet fucking groups. Unger Sargon uh, noted that he has tried to raise this issue with leaders of the intactivist movement, only to be shut down and told that anti-Semitism isn't a problem. Why would he think that? They have Jewish friends. <laughs> And then, of course, there's Foreskin Man. Foreskin Man! Yeah. Uh, Foreskin Man is a comic book created by intactivist Matthew Hess in 2011 and published by Male Genital Mutilation Bill Comics. Okay. We'll get to it. The comic centers around Foreskin Man, a superhero who saves babies from being circumcised and fights Jewish moils. The moils are the guys that do the circumcision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
the comic received criticism from advocates on both sides of the circumcision debate for its use of anti-Semitic imagery. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia, that beautiful font of knowledge, gave me this plot synopsis of the entire Foreskin Man comic series, which I am going to read in full. It is only a paragraph. Foreskin Man's alter ego is Miles Hastwick, a former corporate scientist, now curator of the Museum of Genital Integrity. He is adamantly against the practice of circumcision. In the first issue, Hastwick comes up with the alter ego of Foreskin Man to fight against practitioners of circumcision and the pro-circumcision lobby, whom he feels have gained too much power through all of the well-connected doctors and lawyers. Which is kind of like Henry Ford blaming wealthy financiers <laughs> for World War Two. But anyway, in the second issue, Foreskin Man encounters and fights a Monster Moyle. In the third issue of the comic, he teams up with female heroine dubbed Volva Girl. Oh my god. Who fights to oppose female genital mutilation. Together they travel to Kenya to stop tribal circumcision. Oh god. In the fourth issue, he travels to Turkey to prevent the teenage son of a belly dancer from receiving an Islamic circumcision. The fifth issue shows him battling against the head of a company that collects foreskins for use in cosmetics. <laughs> I forgot that's a thing people believe. And in the sixth issue, he goes to the Philippines to disrupt a Thule rite. <laughs> oh, I, first of all, Foreskin Man might be the worst name of a comic book hero of all time. Like, it's pretty bad. Maybe. Oh, uh, what's wrong with his face? It is very poorly drawn. Oh, woof. It's like half his face is teeth. It's very poorly drawn. Ugh. Um. Secondly, I mean, racism, 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 racism. Like, oh, yeah. race, like all of it, mm -hmm. like all of mm -hmm. the isms mm -hmm. are in there, which is cool. Um. I also, again, so you know, like how Batman is a super fucking rich playboy who like pretends to eat out models all the time and like falls drunk <laughs> down the stairs. So people don't mistake him with the super serious crime fighter who like has a frog in his throat at all times and like is so serious. Like there's a reason he has these two alter egos and why they're so very different. And it's like, I'm guessing in this comic book universe, it's like, hmm, who could this superhero be? Foreskin man, a man who deliberately tries to stop people from getting circumcisions. Perhaps it's anti-circumcision man who runs the anti-circumcision museum that's museum against circumcision. Of genital <laughs> integrity. What the fuck is like, in that museum? It's not hard to connect those dots, my man. Like that's But also what's in that museum? And Volva Girl, Jesus Christ. Volva Girl's hot. I did not, like, copy-paste that, but, like, they, they drew her very bodacious. She's I the mean, only well-drawn thing. Of course. Um, Hess, of course, developed Foreskin Man as pr a propaganda tool for the male genital mutilation bill that he was trying to get passed in Northern California. Unfortunately for him, the comic was so anti-Semitic that the ACLU of Northern California used it to argue against the bill and show that it was motivated by anti-Semitism. That's fucking rad, man. 
They That's use my words hell. against me. As you may have guessed from everything, intactivism is really only a thing thing in America, Britain, Germany, Denmark, Iceland, and occasionally Israel and like Australia, I think. Pretty much. Okay. Um, Circumcision is far rarer in Europe to begin with, with only about 6% of men being circumcised over there. Circumcision that is not considered medically necessary is largely banned in Denmark and Iceland for boys under 16. Not exactly countries with large Jewish populations, but, mm. um, mm. you know, the Aryans are cranky. European intactivists seem to be slightly more open about their distaste for religion and specifically Islam and Judaism. Jewish leaders arguing to preserve circumcision in Europe have said, quote, we've gotten thousands of emails, 95% against us. People are saying things like Jews are torturing their own children, living in caves, performing ancient rituals for nothing. It has made us strangers in our country. Performing them in caves? Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Like, in Denmark? Like, I don't know how many cave hospitals are in Denmark, but I'm guessing not that many. You haven't heard of the Denmark cave hospitals, Ren? <laughs> Jeez. I mean, I, th I think that's something that a lot of intactivists are against when it comes to, like, religious circumcision. I'm going wildly off script and off research right now. I think part of what they oppose is, like, sometimes this happens at home. Because very often, a bris will be done by a moil who is theoretically, like, a Jewish person who is more of a religious figure than a doctor, but somebody who is also cut off hundreds, if not thousands, of foreskin, so they know what they're fucking doing. Unless it's their first circumcision, which has got to be rough. But <laughs> that is often done in the home and, like, with a crowd. And from what I understand, like, it's not a great thing to watch. It's not a great thing to watch. One of the articles that I cite is from somebody who came out as pro-circumcision, who is Jewish, who had a mild anti-circumcision phase after she saw her son get circumcised, but then all, did all the research and she's like, eh, the health benefits make it worth it. I mean, I, I do have to say, like, I really don't care either way. Um, I think, like, you know, penises look weird regardless of whether they have a hat on. Um... <laughs> But, like, the idea of having, like, a family gathering where, like, you got the records on and, like, you got the appetizers out. And then you're like, hey, guys, let's get this baby out. Let's just do a little snip snip. Like, I don't, that's not my idea of a fun family barbecue. I'll pass. Mm. Is there a registry? Like, I'll send you something? Like, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. it's certainly not the party I'm looking forward to going to. I mean, good news is there's not going to be any potato salad. That's true. It's not a culture that that really cottoned potato salad ever. Like, I don't want my kid to be the first circumcision that the Moyle does, and I, I don't know what that training process is like. I would love... <laughs> mm, true. I Yeah, I would love a movie on what that training process is like. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, wrong choice of words. Anyway, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Frank Fioretti, a retired professor at the University of Kent in the UK, explained the anti-Semitic context of intactivism in Europe, saying, quote, 
Throughout history, the circumcised Jew has been a subject of vilification. During the 15th century, Christian suspicion of the Jew often focused on the ritual of circumcision. This obsession led to the emergence of the blood libel, which it was suggested that Jews coveted the blood of ritually murdered Christians for its healing effects when applied to the wounds of circumcision. How is that? How are? What does this have to do with you Christians? Like they're only doing this to the the Jews. Like the Jews are like, I'm taking my little Jewish baby, and I'm just you know doing no, this they're thing. Saying that, they're saying that they ritually murder Christians. And then put their blood on the penis of the circumcised Jewish children. Why? <laughs> they don't. That's no, the but, thing. But and it's a like, lie. I mean, and it's about it's... blood. So it's the blood libel. But, I, I, but like, why, though? Like, Be- why? Like, because... why would anyone do that? Even if, like, you were part of some weird-ass cult, like... Uh, you know, like, I'm, I i don't know, the cult of the mountain god or something. Like, why would you go through all that effort? Because the Aryans are cranky and they need to believe <laughs> in something, I guess. It gets very it's dark there in the It's not all about you. God. It's not. It's fucking not, guys. Jesus, come up with better hobbies than racism. Anyway. Um... I did, I, 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 I kind of wanted to, sorry, um, I was trying to think of, like, you were talking about this idea of a movie about a moyle, like, moyles learning how to, to moil it up, and I was like, well, it have to, if, it, it sounds like a buddy comedy, it has to star Seth Rogen, right? Yes. Um. Clearly. And then I was like, well, what would it be called? Because I'm, it would have to be a play on words with Moyle. And I, I, I found that there was a show back in 2006 written by H. John Benjamin. Uh, yes, of Archer fame. Called Freak Show, which had a two-part episode called Moyle Me Not. And it was about a family that chose to circumcise their child while performing in a heavily Jewish community. But does the local rabbi have an ulterior motive? Quickly going to Google, is H. John Benjamin Jewish? And then I'm going to the second one. Having used Premi's foreskin to summon uh, Moshiach, the Jewish messiah... Pat Robertson and the president plan to fight back with their own secret weapon, and the freak squad must come to Premie's rescue. H. John Benjamin is Jewish. Uh, Fred Armisen's also in it. So it's clearly, like, a Jew thing. Like, it's, it's, it's Jewish dudes being like, ha ha ha, we have Jewish jokes, which is most of Hollywood. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I just, you know, I just wanted you to know that um, I am going to send this idea to Seth Rogen, so he can do the buddy comedy of our dreams. With James Franco. With with James Franco. Obviously. Yeah. In terms of men's rights activists and intactivists, the ties between these movements are fairly self-explanatory. <laughs> uh, while some intactivist organizations are very clear that they put male, female, and intersex genital modification on equal footing. Good thing. Other intactivist groups, such as... A Voice for Men, which uh, lists eradicating circumcision as the first item on their bulleted list of mission items on their website, and also has a dedicated director of anti-circumcision activism. Cool thing to put on your resume. 
But yeah, the, the, uh, a voice for men. These these guys um, have been dis- because no one has ever heard from men before. A voice for men has been described by the Southern Poverty Law Center. <laughs> there's your bingo as a male supremacist hate group. Uh, the tie-in here is usually that, of course, the integrity of the male penis must be public health issue number one, and that any modification to the male genitalia is as bad as or worse than rape, which is super cool and chill of them. MRA intactivists Educational efforts and protests are defined by the vicious harassment of healthcare providers, uh, and mothers trying to get their poor little children circumcised. Um, they're kind of like anti-abortion extremists who frame their argument around the idea that abortion is murder and we must round up the criminals because we're going to contextualize circumcision as a sex crime. To try to motivate the vigilantes to round up the criminals, I guess. I guess. When is someone going to talk to these dudes about prostate exams? Because they have a real storm coming to them. Mm. If 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 they're just going to if they're just going to equate all touching of genitals during medical procedures as sexual victimization, yeah, as sex crimes, mm. yeah, I I. For years, dated a man who said that he would rather die of colon cancer than get a prostate exam because it was gay. <laughs> to which I say, good. Go do that. I'll be here. And that man was Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk much about the like five and a half years that I dated Mike Pence, but we should. Obviously, like, the intactivists also decide that this is a reason to hate women because they're comparing cis men's mutilated genitals to cis women's whole and protected genitals. And that's why men are oppressed, I guess. (laughs) Because there's laws against female circumcision, but not male circumcision, so we're oppressed! Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Ren, this is this is evidence that I love you and want you to be happy because I spent some time into forums oh, and online yeah. infiltrating, as you are wont to do, in your just beautiful journalism. Uh and uh, this section is just called Batshit Stuff I Found Online. <laughs> the first couple of these are from the Intact America Facebook page. Hashtag hospitals are overwhelmed with hashtag COVID-19 patients, but they keep circumcising normal, healthy baby boys? Stopped male genital cutting. Hashtag circumcision. Hashtag don't ask, don't sell. (laughs) I am pretty sure those are different doctors, Karen. Oh, yeah. Nope. There's only one doctor, and he does everything in the whole hospital. I've seen Grey's Anatomy. Could you imagine doctors telling mothers it's normal and desirable to pull out their son's toenails? What's the difference? What doctor says that? What doctor are you going to? Pulling out your toenails doesn't put you at less risk of urinary tract (laughs) infections and HIV. 
my personal favorite and the one that made me spit out my entire drink. As your family gathers around the Thanksgiving Zoom, start a conversation about circumcision by saying, I had never thought about circumcision at all, but then I listened to a podcast that made me wonder about it. It was really interesting. And then send them this link. Hashtag Happy Thanksgiving. Wow, you are really, really trying to avoid talking about politics. Like, I mean, you are, tr- <laughs> don't get you me are really trying to become that aunt. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm also trying to avoid talk about politics at the Thanksgiving table. But like, I'm not going to suddenly jump to circumcision. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to talk about all the Netflix shows I forgot to watch this year. Like, there are so many topics for you to go on to. And then from mgmbuild.org, the same people who brought you Foreskin Man. Many men who are circumcised suffer the same psychological effects found in rape victims. I'm going to need you to cite that source. Well, and to go down that rabbit hole a couple steps further from the Reddit Men's Rights Forum, Uh. I love you so much, clearly. (laughs) My circumcision was my rape. I'd like to talk on how fucking pissed off I am that I was circumcised. That my fucked up, feminist-informed, socially programmed idiot of a mother thought that it was okay to strip a baby of his agency, of my ability to make my own choices, slap me onto a table when I was fucking four, what? And allow some asshole, two words, to cut my penis and transmogrify me into some morbid idea of what a man is supposed to be. Transmogrify, Kevin? That's some Harry Potter shit. Um, mm. Very weird Harry Potter shit. Um, From the Reddit r slash intactivists forum. Does anyone else sometimes just start thinking about circumcision at work and is not able to concentrate as a result? no it's just you dave not just you every time i say anything about it about circumcision i just get attacked nobody's on my side they always just gang up on me and say you're disgusting and shut the fuck up or tell me why i should be happy i was mutilated and that they can't wait to mutilate their next son no they don't dave no they don't dave Dave, this is the work lunchroom, buddy. Like, you really, we can't talk about that here. There's, it, we, we reviewed the manual, okay? We've already, we've already gone over appropriate work topics, and you just can't bring up circumcision. Someone made the mistake of asking the group why circumcision was so prevalent in America versus other countries. Because Jews are vastly overrepresented in American medicine, media, academia, and government, and they happen to have a strong cultural bias in favor of male genital mutilation, this practice has been central to their cultural identity for thousands of years, so many are not willing to look at evidence of its harm and objective viewpoint. This leads to bad science, bad policies, and bad reporting on the issue. Dave, you were so close to making a point, and then you just veered. (laughs) Off the road. I was about to be like, oh, there, there's the anti-Semitism. It's come back. It's just a lovely full circle here. Partly, it's that even the circumfetishists envy foreskin. The bunch in particular will never admit that even to themselves, but they still don't want the reminder lurking about. Do foreskins lurk? Is that a thing? <laughs> I, I don't think that they do anything else, really. 
<laughs> just peering out from behind corners. They, it's just like, mm. I mean, if you think of a foreskin, that's really all it's doing. No one's envious of foreskin. That's like saying someone's envious of, like, scrotum skin. Like, no one. <laughs> no. No. But that that's part of their thing. They're like, oh, people who circumcise, it's, it's a whole fetish. It's a whole fetish, and they're jealous of people with with foreskin, so they're going to circumcise them to get their jollies off, because they can't stand anybody having... No, they're not! So it's vengeful circumcision. Uh-huh. What a weird take. This one is just a standalone uh, post with, I think, no additional details and no comments. I don't want to carry around a trunk of shame anymore! Are foreskins in the trunk? Is that what's in the trunk? <laughs> you should be ashamed of your, your trunk penis of foreskin. Is a trunk of shame that I guess has had all its branches cut off it. How big was your foreskin? <laughs> Circumcision is a religious blood ritual designed to harm sexuality. It should be illegal. If someone can cut something off you, they own you. Calm the fuck down, Dave. Oh. They own you. Is that they own you? Is that how transfer of property works now? Like you just chop chop. All right, you're mine now. Be a hero for children. Who the fuck cares what the enemy thinks of you? Who's the enemy? I mean, I know the answer is the Jews, but like, who is the enemy? <laughs> like, but Ren, you forgot that it might be the women. <laughs> oh, right. I'm I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. And finally. Why does Joe Rogan not use his platform to denounce circumcision more often and heavily? <laughs> Dave, please don't give him ideas. Of course they bring up Joe Rogan. Of course these people listen to Joe Rogan. Jesus Christ. Like, that is the most true thing you've said this whole time. There is one truth that supersedes all others, and this is it. Oh, my God. Oh. I didn't even get into the large subset of these guys who are trying to regrow their foreskins oh. using, there's a stretching device, and I clicked on the link thinking that photos would be behind a couple of walls. They're not. There's just, <laughs> mm. and poor, poor DJ just is playing video games, happily oblivious, looks over and is just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> What is, because it's basically like this heavy thing that you just like, as far as I can tell, basically binder clip onto the end of your penis Ooh. or whatever the fuck. And then it like weighs a whole lot. And so it just drags everything down. And like, maybe it takes that skin with it. Dude, y'all, if y'all are into CBT, like just go to like sex shops. They can set you up. Like you don't have to do all this. Yeah, it's it's so weird that people have fetishes for cognitive behavioral therapy like that. Anyway. <laughs> Dad, don't Google this one. Don't Google this one. My my poor father told me that my cousin had sent him or I don't think my cousin even sent him something, but my cousin posted a thing on his Facebook and he's like yeah, so I went to Google Glory Hole and you won't believe what I found. Oh no. I'm like, oh god. Oh no. I want I like I wanna tell him just just ask me next time, but I also don't want to explain <laughs> that. So do in fact just Google that, but I'm so sorry. Uh yeah, so at the end of the day, to sum it all up, I am not 
strongly pro or anti-circumcision. I just want people to chill the fuck out and stop being dicks. Like, if I had a son tomorrow, I am probably, like, 60% would not circumcise, but that's mostly because I think it's creepy when adults pierce baby girls' ears, and I have, mm-hmm. my brain has decided to keep drawing that parallel. Mm-hmm. But for the love of God, stop acting like circumcision is the end of the world because there's so many better things to care about than your dick. Your dick is, in fact, not the center of the universe. It's not that important. It's not that important. And you. And, and any cause that you're, that you, if you're getting into something, some group, some cause, and at any point when people ask, like, well, where does all this come from? Or what is the, what, what is, what are you opposed to? Or what have you? And your answer is the Jews! <laughs> That's, you're in the wrong place. That's the no-no zone. You need to leave. If you have to explain what's going on with your penis as part of your hobby, that's the no-no zone. That's the no-no zone. (laughs) That's, I mean, we wouldn't call that a hobby. Like, do do what you will, consenting adults and all, but... Please learn how to crochet. Oh, my. Perhaps you can crochet a new little hat for your penis, so you don't have to worry about the hat he's missing. It's so much cheaper than that foreskin stretcher, I cannot begin to tell you. (laughs) In lieu of a self-care plan, I'm going to suggest some hobbies that are a better (laughs) use of your time than making America's penis great again. Stamp collecting. It's a classic. Fun, colorful, and you get to give help, and you get to help out the post office. Might you enjoy learning to cook? You could learn a skill and save so much money ordering delivery. How about arts and crafts? Make dry macaroni necklaces to grimly remind the macaroni that life is fleeting. (laughs) Learn to play an instrument. Nope, not that one. Put that down. (laughs) How about fishing? It's like hunting. But very slow, and you just issue threats instead of killing the thing. And drink a lot of beer. And last of all, bird watching. Because birds are little perverts and largely can't mate without feeling dirty. And birds aren't real. They're, the birds are not real. They're drones, They're but drones. also nasty. <laughs> the most perverted drones you've ever seen. Little nasty drones. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think about all the way that humans are the worst and you know should probably be probably be eradicated from the planet and yeah this is this hasn't necessarily proved me wrong but no. we're at least funny about it we're, oh man <laughs> whether we mean to be or not well that's going to be all for us this week folks um if you're also against foreskin theft you should check us out on <laughs> This com or on Twitter, this pod. We also have a Patreon at this pod. Expect some bonus content that will be probably without foreskin involved, but you know, who knows? Um, Facebook is also a thing. Uh, we have a lot of memes. That's at this fucking guy. If you've joined us there from hello. hello. I'm so glad you loved a meme. Yes. 
as always, if you want to uh, rate us on iTunes, write us a nice little review, or uh, send us a message on Facebook to tell us you shared us with your friends. We are happy to uh, say your name on air and make you a part of things. In the meantime, thank you, listener Johnny, for reaching out to us. We appreciate the listen, and we are so sorry about this episode. <laughs> as always, I'm Ginger Gollum. I am Ren Martinez. Here's a bonus self-care tip. Have you drank any water lately? Go. Do it. Also, just don't be this fucking guy. Peace. This fucking...